So it is some, I think it's somewhere in the middle of the year right now. This is the month of June, is it? Okay, I'm lying. We're in the month of May. Welcome back to Half-Life. Um, we are podcasting with my favorite person, Jalo. Hey! Of course, if you, if, you, if you ask me if he's my favorite person, I'll deny, deny, deny. But he's one of my favorite people to sit and have conversations with. He'll always call me out on my bullshit, no questions asked. So I've not been calling out. I've not been calling you out. He really has. He really for has. No, week. for what? Uh, uh, you, I've gotten a, I've gotten like a soft spot for you. No, I think even even with the soft spot, you still call me out on my bullshit. I used even, to call you out. Even now, you still do, right? Um, Not really. I think that the podcast we did the the, the last weekend, mm-hmm. you were like, no, 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 mm-hmm. that wasn't the standard. Uh, you were hiding behind logic and and things like that. So yeah, but anyway, if it's your first time here, welcome back to Half Life. And to begin the session, I've never asked you why Half Life. Why Half Life? Half-Life, really, because... Like you're balancing two lives, what? Not really. I think we, 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 we almost never live up to our full potential. We're all living at Half-Life. We're, we're doing our best to get by. Not very many people are doing their best to to be more. So we're, we're, that's why I named it Half-Life. At the point when I... I actually have a blog named Half-Life. And, and at the point when I started the name for that blog, uh, I that felt we, like we are I doing was... doing what we're, we're not... Living our lives fully. Like, our full potential, yeah. You know that thing of glass half full, half empty? I feel like most of us are there. Like, mm. But it depends on your perspective, right? Uh, people say... Uh, but aren't we all like that? Like, no, I've I'm, I'm not met people who say that. Even the richest people mm. who say that um, I'm, I'm living the life I want to live. Like, people have their own securities. People have, like, goals they have not attained. I think for me, that's the whole point, right? To say it's half-life right now, and it's probably up to you to want to make more out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the other day, I was reading the saying about the glass half-full, half-empty theory, and someone said, some people see Um, the glass mm half-full, others see the glass as half-empty, and then the real people see it as a vessel that can always be refilled. If you were to to play a game where you're... uh, we, we have jerry cans of water and uh, empty glasses mm-hmm. and I was to tell you to fill your fill your glass depending on where you think you are in life. How far will it go? Hey! Ah! So I think that... <laughs> <laughs> How far will it go? Will it reach halfway? I feel like you're calling me out. So I feel like that question, like every day changes, right? There are days when I feel like I can fill up that glass. Are you halfway? For for the most part, no. I still feel like I haven't yet reached halfway. Have you, of have you where accomplished like like fifty percent of what you have always wanted to do? Like I know so many people obviously have school. Uh, I'm done, but are you going down? Hmm? You're for can you like? No food. <laughs> no, no, where will you get food? <laughs> Guys, you go yeah. Let me let me finish this. Are oh, you guys are doing a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shit, no, it's okay. Just we, we usually have pop in sounds. He's about to pop in and, and do the other thing of mm. uh, yeah. yeah. We we usually have it's it's interesting, it's part of the thingy. Mm. Yo, when you're done. Mm. Um, also like some small, small yeah. I'm done. I'm just fucking No, I I wanted to do something about this. I wanted to 
for the podcast for it's got. No, no, it's got. So, your question was, do where do you do I feel like I have achieved most of the things I need? No, no, I was saying this like most people have. Uh, mm-hmm. Their goals, like, uh, and I love using this word, like, conditioned by uh, upbringing. For example, school, I have to get up to school, mm-hmm. so that one is checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if you want to do your master's, it is checked. Maybe, like, your aspirations in life mm-hmm. are to go to the extremes of education. And then there's marriage, relationship, like, have you gotten married? And then maybe uh, spiritually... Like, are you in a place where you're at peace? And then there's, do you, are you doing what you want to do? Like, where do you feel you are in life? FYI, I'm scared of this jalo. I really am scared of this jalo. Why? I feel like, first of all, I feel like my goals have, I, I think every three, four years, my goals go through a cycle of, either change of perspective of what I see them as or what I view and, them and, as. And it's, it's good you mentioned goals. So, uh-huh. I, when I was younger, did I want to get married? Yes, it was top on the list, right? It was, if I, like, like, like how every girl does, right? School, uh... White dress, you want to wear a white books. dress. Right? Yeah, you want to finish your books, you want to get a good job, uh, and then you want to get married, right? I, I, and for when you were, when I was growing up, that, that was kind of the vision, right? Marriage was it. Like, when you got married... Your goals uh, are conditioned by society. Exactly. Uh, and when I was younger, that was it. Like, I was like, uh, by, by, by 23, I'll be done with school. By 25, I should start, like, I have a really high-paying job. By 28, I should be married. Uh, by 35, you know, I should have progressed up in that corporate ladder well, I should be doing. Yeah, all that stuff. Mm. But I think as you grow older... Life experiences. Uh, uh, life experiences change your view on... The perspective of the things you see like now if you ask me now do i want to get married my answer would be not now mm. not now but be- do you ever want to get married i don't know mm. I, because as, as this changed because with experience with time and uh, it's, it's experience but also like you say our conditioning i come from a very matriarchal line uh, the people who are you say that you always are mostly are mostly women you, yeah right? you always I've say been that raised by <laughs> But then we didn't we, we we didn't do our Zalu thing today. Yeah, but well, well, our been, thing. <laughs> no, we can always come back. I've been raised by eight beautiful women, right? Mm-hmm. And the standard for home varies. They're the women who are happily married with kids, the women who are have the, just raising their kids and they're doing a wonderful job, and then the women who decided not nah, having kids and marriage is not for me. And like with this array of women, it's, it gives you a different perspective, right? You, you can't be in any they of the decide, three categories. Is it, is it a thing? You know, you, you say that and so many conversations come to my head. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you describe, like, different women in your matriarchy. Like, people mm. who are raised, you say, they're women mm. who wanted kids and whatnot. And they're people, they're women who just decide, I'm not, I'm not getting kids. I'm not going with the... With the, with the flow. With the things. flow. Is it a thing? Is it something that we have gradually accepted women for? Like, a woman can come out and actually say that, you know what? I actually do not want kids. And, no. uh, I, I, and uh, you, you, you accept it. No, you, you get <laughs> women still, even now, when you flack, have yeah. the choice, when you can speak up about your body, mm-hmm. women still get flack for saying, nah, I don't think I want to have kids. Uh, there's this very famous um, Nigerian actress, she's called Inkem. 
uh, and she had uh, like her, her, her womb like just had issues like she just infertility issues over and over and over again and she took the decision to take out her womb and not have kids and this was like maybe five ten years ago and up to now up to now like five years after this whole thing was done people still ask her about kids yet she like she people really, who know that she had this like she took out her womb and she made it public knowledge that the womb was killing me like i was, I was sick because of my womb but i had to take it out but people still give her flack for taking out her womb yeah it's derived like, from like, it's derived um, from a society sorry, that defines women uh with uh, childbirth defines women with that particular yes a woman's productivity is yeah, how product, how yeah. productive her womb is which i'm really against yeah, i'm yeah, really yeah, against yeah, but yeah. So I think my my view on many things uh, again has been changing even the way I I view my goals is like do I still want to be wealthy yes but my view of wealth now has changed my view of wealth then was different don't I think, tell me don't don't tell me stuff tell like you. ah spiritual wealth and no, 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 no. <laughs> like then I just wanted to have a number in a mm. bank account like mm. I just want to have like millions in my bank account and now I realize wealth is way beyond that i don't want to be rich i want to be wealthy and and to realize how much work you have to do to uh, to change your mentality about how you think about money how you look at money and how your money can work for you for you to be wealthy like those are conversations i sit and have with myself and sometimes it scares me i'm like how much work do like how, the amount of work i have to do to get to the amount of wealth i need to have but also am i like lying to myself like can i can i achieve this am i not you know like like fool's gold or fool's dream or something so yeah so i think for me it's change in perspective of of my goals and i think those those i the more of course we're growing up we have more now we we're exposed to more life experiences we're exposed to more literature uh more you know we, we keep shaping and reshaping ourselves so i think that also keeps your goals don't change but your perspective of them changes i think that's what i'm saying if i was to ask this, uh, myself the same question mm-hmm. uh given a container a glass and i i don't think i would uh, i'd fill the the glass even half full because like I, I i i hold myself to such like extreme uh extreme expectations mm. based on based on different things like goals that were instilled in me from a very young age because if we talk about education I've yeah I've I don't think I've reached where I want to reach and I, and you know like you say as, as you grow your goals change because like different experiences because initially I never thought I would end up as a radio presenter uh? can I tell you something uh-huh. when I finished my secondary school I was certain I was going to do uh, I was going to do auditing and accounting mm-hmm. like in Essex I knew what ACCA was mm-hmm. like I knew like the 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 the, the scope mm-hmm. and you know of, of what it entailed like I was that certain of what I was going to do and a decade or so after school where am I in mm-hmm. the media and you're like I'm sorry oh. <laughs> um I got a flat course or uh, okay my options were I I didn't feel like I needed to burden my parents uh when I was doing school and I told my grandmother and my aunties I'm like so the thing is the goal is to get a government course right and if I do not I I, I wanted uh statistics 
at Macquarie University. I'm like, if I, yes, I'm like, but if I do not get it, if I do not get it, I am going to, I hope to get another government course of those that I've applied. But if I don't get a government course, I am going to do a diploma. Because my whole point was, what well, my bad basically is, is mathematics. Yes, mathematics. Mm. Uh, so I got a bachelor. I didn't get my first choice or second choice. I got my fourth choice, which was Bachelor of Science with subjects it's basically almost interesting like, now i want to know what was your first choice almost, because you really brought this up statistics right statistics and then your second choice was what i don't remember my other choices in between right <laughs> but i just remember the first one so i got my, my my last choice which is it's if i finished my course and i went and did uh six months of teacher training i'd get a diploma and be a teacher so it's b science is usually we usually do b science education we, it's almost like doing education, but without the teaching practice and all those things, right? So I went to campus and, you know, majored in uh, economics and then minored in statistics because math really whooped my ass at campus. Like, I thought I knew. <laughs> math was like, baby, sit down. You know nothing, right? So linear algebra, well done. I will not forget you, linear algebra too. You, you are a nightmare. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I came out with a flat degree, if you know what degree. that is, yeah? A Not a pass. Mm -hmm. A flat degree is you don't have a specialization in anything. Your floating degree. Oh, your fl uh, your floating degree. Yeah, it's a floating degree. It's you have passed, but, but, you but, have finished school, but you don't exactly belong anywhere. You but, get it? But it's also, like, let me tell you what, if you, like, like at campus, for example, uh, mm. at uh, MOOBS, Macquarie University Business School, mm. uh, if I got, for example, I did, I did uh, become. Mm. If you get like a lot of fifties, a lot of fifties in your like, like course yeah, so units. Yes, it should affect your your final grade. No, no, no. Like I'm trying to compare it with like different courses of a university. Mm. You're not treated the same because it's a very hard hard course. Like you're calling it a, a fat a flat degree, mm. but out there, like if you tell someone that you got a flat degree in uh, in if you did mathematics or you did electricity, and you got like a fifty fifties, yeah, to you it's a flat is a flat a flat no, it, degree, okay, so it but wasn't it's flat not in the sense of the math. It was flat in the sense that you don't you don't have anything you can call home. Do you get it? You're not uh, an economist. You're not a statistician. You have studied both. You have majored in economics and you have minored in statistics. But you are not an economist and you're not a statistician. So what that means is you have to go back to school and major in something, and major in something for you to be called one of those things you've studied. You get it? That's why they call it a flat course. Because it's not going also, to give you... Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. It's not going to give you any professional title of sorts right it's flat you can if i went back to and did my uh, diploma i'd be a teacher like it you'd have to add would something. you would you would you apply for uh oh, okay let me ask you and i think this is a question do you love what you're doing right now yes uh when i started for me it was a is it something that you uh bumped into it or you know and i want to be honest <laughs> because i don't want you to give me the the correct answer, like I've always loved this. Mm -mm, no, mm. so uh, when I left campus, I was jobless for a minute, mm -hmm. and also when I left campus, I had retakes. Mm -hmm. I had a missing paper 
and a math retake. Mm-hmm. Hello, linear algebra two. So I had to redo my linear algebra two, and I think my um, one of my economics papers was missing. I think. I think it was environmental economics mm-hmm. was missing, right? <laughs> so I had to redo those papers because they were like, we can't find the paper. And as such, it's either a misgrade or you do the paper. And it happens so, a lot. So I did those two papers. It happens a so lot on campus. I was so home weird. for a bit. And then I started, like, I, I stayed home for a bit. Um, and then I started writing, right? I remember I met the late Ketura. I went to New Vision Night and I sent her like I like went to her with my articles and said, Oh my god, I'm a <laughs> Jesus. Ah. I went to her and I told her, A new vision, I'm a writer, I'd like to write for I don't think it was a bride I think it was a bride and groom then. It was like one of those really high end um newspapers. And then I, I met another friend who, you know, then was freelancing for uh, um it's called the Sunrise Paper. And then I also sent them a few articles and they published a few and I felt like, yay, I'm arriving. So, but I was home for a bit, right? And so I remember friends said, please, yeah. yeah. So I remember I, 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 a friend of mine um, calls me one of those days and says, hey, so I've had days of vacancy at Touch FM they're looking for uh, a news person. I'm like, news? What do I know about the news? I'm like, I watch news every night, but they're like, no, I think you could actually, you could hack it. Uh, it's called a Billy. It's like, I really think you could hack this. I'm like, uh, maybe not. It's like, just go and try it. So he makes a phone call to, uh, she was a news anchor, both here at Sanyo and KFM. Then she was with KFM, Judith, the team. And she says, Judith, I have a friend coming over. Please help me uh, do for her a, a voice test. So I do the voice test. At KFM, they give me the recording on a CD. I write uh, an application letter to Touch FM. I drop in my things and I'm going. So I, I and I waited for like two weeks and there was no answer. I'm like, ah, this must be one of those futile things. And even I remember at that time, I came and did a voice test at Sanyo FM. And I also went and did a, a, a voice test at um, Radio 1. But then I was doing voice tests as... Uh, a radio presenter and not as because it was like if you have if you have done the voice test and the KFM guys like feel you can do it uh, and Judith was like oh I think you're really really good you're really cut off for this uh, so it's like you might as well try out the other stations and do for them a what a voice test so I go to Gulu and then they call me and touch up calls and says we need you here tomorrow for an interview and I'll tell you I'll kid you not I had no transport I had no transport, so I, I think I asked one of my aunties, and she was, and she gave me money, and I was in the bus, and I, I, I took the night bus, and I was here in the morning. I did my interview like at nine, and yeah, that's how I got the job in radio. And everything I learned, I, I learned because of Baitwa. Um, he was MD of of Touch FM. He was very very particular about what he, he's or the product that he wanted on air. Uh, editing of bytes and all those things. So the things that I, the tools that I am using now, I learned from 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 Baitwa. But also he was very specific. The first month of training, they didn't pay your salary. So you you, you brought yourself every month, every day for a month. They don't give you lunch to be trained to go on air. And yeah, that's how I got there. I I won't say I, for me it was a it was a means to an end. It was an end means to an end, right? I didn't have a job, and someone was offering me employment at that point in time, and it made sense. Yeah. What are we talking about? I do not know. <laughs> I, I feel like we just uh, to, to derail. Yeah, but but guys, wait. 
today's topic was very interesting, and I think we are out of time. But uh, <laughs> but what? I don't think we can do this topic now. No, I think I think like it's a very broad topic for us to approach it now. But life, and and you know, it's something you brought up very good conversation about. Uh, 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 but uh, what am I saying? I should be, ask you. Uh, you you sat down and you wanted to be an accountant. No, I didn't. I, I didn't want to be an accountant. What do you want to be? I wanted to be. Uh, I did architecture. Architecture was always like something I wanted to do, like from high school. There's something I. I, uh, I did. Uh, oh yeah, I did uh, TD. You know TD? Yes, technical drawing. The technical drawing. I think and it was scrapped. I don't know if it was. No, I think they scrapped woodwork. Technical drawing should still be there. And I was always excited about the design bit where you would uh, design like houses and I was really good at it. Mm. And there was someone I looked up to, an uncle of mine called David Maganda. He's very big. Mm. So it's something I've always wanted to do. But I come from a family of uh, accountants, relatives and whatnot. It's the go-to course. Say it with me. Societal <laughs> what? Conditioning. Societal conditioning. <laughs> conditioning. One day, one day I, I need to write a book about that. Like it's something that I, I found. Like I in dis- every conversation. Like I discovered that up. word and it it marinated with everything in society. I just realized that everything from religion, from what we do is conditioned. Like these we don't have a constant that is innately in you that uh, I, I, apart from uh, you know biology that is innately in you that you everything is just conditioned to you like conditioned for you so it's something that like the word is but so right biology is conditioned for you no your genes are, so your your, <laughs> your mother's genes and your father's genes meet and mm-hmm. then they decide what you're going to be right the, you have no hand in it I, I so know. even biology is predetermined so I wanted to do uh, I wanted to do accounting. I went to national school in Kenya, and uh, I got a B minor. A B minor, I could not do. I could not do uh, what I wanted to do. And I remember I, when I was looking for like things I wanted to do, the courses I was giving me were fake. And you know, in Kenya, you can apply for a degree from high school. Mm. Then I have, an aunt, I have an auntie of mine. But yeah, us too. I think at the end of Essex, you apply Not Essex. For... Not Essex, S4. I know, we can't. So my auntie says that, you know what? We have to go to Uganda and do a, do a level. And I'm like, what is that? Me going back to high school mm. doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, you can go there, you know? There you can go. That was really the, the, the height when Kenyans and, and Tanzanians Kenyans were, were like coming here, especially Kenyans, because the education system here was a bit easier. That's, uh, what, that, that's yeah. the excuse you're using. <laughs> that's the excuse. No, 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 I'm telling you the truth. Like the competition in Kenya is like on another level. You have to be an A student. You really have to be an A, a student. You come here, you're an A student. Like most of the Kenyans that I know here mm. are. 20 plus points. Huh? Like they came here and kicked ass. So, an auntie of mine, uh, I, I first came to Uganda, I went to Mwiri, mm. uh, Ginger, and uh, 
Timere is not good. I was not used to it. Even though I, I came from a, a traditional school, the traditional schools here are on a different level. <laughs> went back after a month. I remember I went to the road, caught the next bus, left everything in school, and I told my dad, I'll do anything. I'll take anything. Like, no. There's a school called Vienna. And my auntie's kids that been to Vienna, and they talked every nice thing about Vienna. What, you thought it was like a Turi? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't know about Turi at that time. Mm. Turi, actually, I found about Turi when I was in Uganda. <laughs> I knew, I knew, like, international schools in Kenya, but Turi never came up. I knew about Turi here because, like, I think most Ugandans go to Turi. So I... In, originally, I came and I was supposed to join Vienna. But one of my dad's friends, uh, we meet someone here, and somehow everything is uh, swallowed and we uh, end up in Kremland. In Kremland. And the rest is history. I've, I, um, my first choice was accounting, and I was obviously called because I got 18 points. I go, but you know, I did, I done a bit of ACCA in secondary school. So like I was acing everything. But there's one thing that, you know, uh, most Kenyans experience, and it's something that I, uh, uh, like, it's something that someone should talk about, mm -hmm. culture shock, when you come to Uganda. What do you mean culture shock? How different that, is Kenya from, from Uganda? There's a big difference. Like we come from very strict backgrounds. So do you no, Ugandans don't come. Like, you do not understand strict backgrounds. When I say Kenyan strict backgrounds, it's very different. Uh, a Kenyan will explain it to you. Like, when you come here... You are Kenyan, so you might as well explain it. Like, we come from books, religion. Books, religion, and that's what we know. But like, that's the same standard Like, here. me, I come from... Okay, let me give you an example. And anyone that will listen to this and you're Kenyan, you understand this. I come from Langata. And it's, uh, it's an affluent area, but I'd never stepped yet. In Carnival, I'd never stepped in any of those big clubs around that place. Never, all my life. What was stopping you? What was stopping me? As my father and my dad. It was books. I am one person who frequented libraries. Like, I do not know anyone who had... I was in the British Commission Library. I was in the archives of Kenya library. My name is still there. Like, you, they drop you, you read books, they pick you in the evening. Morning to evening. Like, I had a vast array of literature. I read books, Jesus, man. Like, I was, my dad, we were not, it was either books, even when we, we went to visit my dad, like, in at the coasts, my dad didn't have a TV. He lived in a house that was so big, alone. And it's either you read the books or you don't read the books. You read and you sleep. You go to the beach, you read, sleep, you go to the beach. No TV, small radio. So coming to Uganda, there was a cancer shock like women. Like you tell people that you had your first sex in uh, second year almost at the end of the semester. And actually, I don't re really like regard it as sex because I did not <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> but it was basically, I actually had my first sex in 
the first sex that I know I had sex was in Cardia. Because I I come from really traditional, like... So this was... It messed me up, and I know it is the reason why, like, uh, it affected my... It really affected my studies. Because I started discovering myself, shit, this is me, man. Going out, shit, I I used my dad's money, I took people to Zanzibar, man. (laughs) I partied. By the time I realized it, I had retakes. I had retakes, and my dad said, uh, yo, I'm not paying your school fees. Yeah, you figure it out. I like how I've done my bit, figure it out. And if it was not for my mom, I'd not have graduated. But the culture shock like really messed me up. So by the time I gra- I graduated like uh, two years after um, uh, your lot had finished. My lot had finished. Graduated two years after my lot had finished. And anyone that has done retakes understands one thing. Doing retakes, it's not easy. When you're not actively <laughs> going to those Yeah, rooms. it is not ah. easy, right? Especially, algebra. especially when you're doing, like, uh, yeah, BSTAT, financial management, it is not easy. <clears throat> financial management is not actually an act. It's more like a theory, the theory of accounting. Mm. And yeah, you will fail that paper. That's the most retakes. People think that the most retakes are on uh, like accounting, accounting papers, accounting two, accounting three. No, the most retakes are on the theory bit of accounting. So yeah, and then I I, I got a job with the NFT. <coughs> you know NFT. Um. It's a recruiting firm. She's uh, K- Kasozi Complex. Uh, they, they had an office here. Watoto, just Watoto up there. Yes, Kasozi House. Kasozi, I know where it is. Mm. They they used to hire on behalf of, I think, and Yeah, it's like MTF. HR. It's a HR. Um, they hire for so many companies. Yeah, I, I remember I, I answered one of the calls for those days when I was broke and I'm, I'm sitting home. I answered the call for, one, for, for, I think, working at the call center at, at MTN at that point in time. We worked at MTN. No, I didn't. I I, I, I I answered the call, but I didn't get in. Right? Again, rejection. Rejection. Rejection <laughs> is a good topic. That's what we wanted to talk about. But it's good that we didn't talk about it. Because I was actually in a fucking weird-ass mood. So, <laughs> I walked there for a minute. They gave me cheap fucking money. And then, uh, there was Watoto. Very Christian at that time. Mm. What when, do you mean, very Christian? At that time, when, you when, or when the church Me, itself? me. Like when you're broke, you 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 seek out God. There's something about that. <laughs> he knows your address, <laughs> <laughs> but you look for his when the pocket. So, uh, Watoto was recruiting. Watoto was recruiting. Had really good offers, but the problem is that you had to have a sell me. I sell, uh, you had to be part of that one. Uh, yeah, and you know, was it, it was KPC then? It wasn't even Watoto. Yeah, no, actually, it, it, yeah, it's called Watoto now. Yeah, it's yeah, called it yeah, KPC, Kampala Pentecostal Church. Church. KPC Church, and I got into a clique of chicks from Accra University. Yeah, uh, they even have names to say, like where you go and meet. It's a very interesting time <laughs> where, yeah, you talk, poor bullshit. But you're broke at that time. I really wanted that job. And my passion, by the way, for architecture, 
is real. And then now, like I, like I, 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 I'm, I'm talking about this, and I remember I've invited people to my home in Nairobi, and they always get so amazed when, like, they look at some of my designs because my mom has kept them, like files and files of my my design from TD, and they were so amazing. And it's something I really wanted to do, and that is what I wanted to pursue with what Toto. From uh, I wanted to start from like, sorry, from like the basic. I wanted to learn. Yeah. So how did I get into radio? I so KPMG uh, uh, recruits. Yes. KPMG recruits, and uh, I happened to go back to Nairobi. I went to Nairobi. My dad got some, uh, gets me something with uh, an insurance company called Land Land. What's it called? Lab Trust. Good old nepotism. <laughs> Wait, my my dad would. My dad is the type of guy who, if you, you you you'd get if I did my things right. No, but you see the thing is, I I realize most of our past jobs is because, for most of us, a, a large percentage of the population is because you're. Your parent is someone who needed someone. Yeah. Like, they ask their friends, and like, yeah, my, my dad, my dad, my dad entered and this, and I'm not lying to you. Tells you to come back home. It's like a prodigal son. Come back home. He tells you to uh, dress up. We're going to school. Uh, no, uh, we're going to town in the morning. We go to this company. He has never entered. I'm not lying. He had never entered there. He enters the reception and says he wants to see the what? The general manager. The general manager, he walks. This, I don't. I, I wish I could understand. Uh, make you understand. My dad was uh, uh, the commissioner of police in Kenya. That's the IGP, IGP. But from the army, like he was the commissioner of police, who, like the IGP here. So we enter, lab trust, go up to the sixth floor. He enters, he sits there, can I see the general manager? The general manager is found. We sit down with him and, to, and they give me a job. And that's how I got my first job. Like serious paying job. And that's when, that is the first time I realized Uganda to a certain degree derails you. Because I was with, uh, I was in the same department with a chick from Nairobi University. This chick was sharp. She knew every fucking shit. And that's the time, like, social media. You see there, my voice has gone up. Yeah. Like, way. She knew. There was a, there was a social media, like, uh, platform like Facebook called KSN, Kenya Social Network, that was very, it was actually better than Facebook. It was very, I'm not lying to you, but they are actually, let me tell you what, Kenyans are on another level. If, the government just decides to fucking tap on that. And why? This, this is a kid who was uh, also, yeah, almost graduating. Me, I derailed from graduating. Her, she was almost... But, and you know what? <laughs> and you know how much she was getting? I was getting around uh, Ugandan shillings, 800,000. It's like me just joining. She was making around 1.3. She had not graduated. And I didn't know that she was making that. I I, I, I I knew about it when she was just about to leave. She was telling me, by the way, I'm about to leave. I've got an offer from World Bank. She, had, she was sharp. 
Nancy Dawn hooked me up to KSN, Kenyan Social Network. I met all these Nairobi University students, Kenyatta University students, and they would go for hikes, and the hikes were just fucking shit. But, like, it opened up, it opened me up to, like, fast life. Now, the reason why I came back to Uganda was a chick I was dating, and I did not want to mention her name. She was, she was not graduating. So I applied for a gig at KPMG, and they gave me the gig, and I come back here. And by that time, when I'm on a level, you know when you go to Nairobi, it, uh, something pops you. You're, you're, you're shit, shit. You're more aggressive. You're more aggressive. So I come here, and uh, I'm helping. I actually got an offer from a buddy of mine who lectured, uh, still lecturing at Macquarie University. He wanted me to do something at Macquarie University. And uh, at that time, I'm helping this chick because, like, I really wanted, I really wanted her to graduate, and my dad liked her so much. So I really aggressively wanted her to graduate. She was there, you know, when you, anyone that does has done any business course, you know, there's a, there are a lot of like. Uh, there's a lot of mathematics and whatnot, and so many people struggle with that. And I, uh, I somehow like can swim through it. So I helped her out. And during that time, my contract with KPMG dies, ends, and I'm in. They didn't town. renew. They didn't renew it. KPMG hires directly from campus, and it's the something that accountants are. Uh, something that students applying for accounts are never told. Uh, there's so many accountants. And I have account- a couple of friends who were hired directly. <laughs> yeah, Einstein they, Young, yeah, KPMG, I, I, and yeah, I understand. They, they always... And they go through a series of aptitude tests yeah, and all that And stuff. there are so many students. So many people do. Have, so many accountants in the world. In UK, so many. So like, and you know, in 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 our field, you don't need to have like reach like top notch and whatnot. Basic accounting, you can work anywhere. So, lost my job. Shit, I'm at home. I stay initially. I was staying in Goyos, mm. in a one bedroomed house. But I need to tell you some of this story. One time when you remove this shit, let me tell you about that time. Because you have taken me back, and I want to tell you. <laughs> Like what happened Did that you time? Grass? Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> How bad was I grassing? I've slept in someone's house on the couch for a long time. A friend of mine slept in her couch, and I would invite my chick and we chow like on that couch. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, go look for something. Shit, shit, color. I've even told you a story of how I woke up in the m- one night and I found them praying, asking God to get rid of <laughs> For real, this is a true story. The chick is a very good friend of mine right now, but I have grasped. I have done yeah, all that fucking shit. But radio was something during that time when I was uh, at home. I used to frequent Kabiro, mm. where I drink a lot of liquor. Yeah. And uh, I drink a lot of liquor with someone called Christian Mawadri. Mm-hmm. And Apollo is back. Shit, Apollo is back. <laughs> so I think I'm going to call this part one. I think we started a very interesting conversation. And what we're going to do is part two, if people <laughs> tell us, 
his uh how he he you know he started his foray into radio so i do not want you guys to miss out on that part just hang in there i mean he slept on someone's couch how bad does it I, I, I need to tell you the story of me sleeping on someone's couch uh of me as sleeping in a in a guest room 